Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Thomas Tailgate Party. I'm your host, Thomas Jackson. On today's episode, we're going to be recapping the national championship game. Georgia took down Alabama and Indianapolis on Monday night for their first national title in 41 years. I'm going to keep this one pretty short as I am still exhausted from the game. And uh, despite my mental, mental, physical, and spiritual exhaustion, the Iron Bowl of basketball is about to tip off here in a few minutes for me when I'm recording this. So... Got to get through it. Um, We'll be doing this episode and then one more uh, sometime later in January, probably another week or two, once I have some time to collect my thoughts a little bit more and kind of do a full season review, looking back at all the big storylines and uh, stuff to keep an eye on going forward into this college football offseason. So thanks for listening along all season, and we'll get going right now. Thomas Jackson, beautiful podcast from Denver. It's a sad day for low-hanging fruit jokes in college football, as we will finally have to retire the 1980 bit that everyone other than Georgia fans love to harp on whenever they were getting barked at by aggressive dogs. So, uh, you know, they deserve it. It's been a long time coming. They've had some really, really great teams over the past 10 or 15 years, and it's surprising that they weren't able to stumble into one uh, before now. If, you know, they're a run of really pretty good, consistently um, nationally relevant teams hadn't coincided with Alabama's historic run, then they certainly would probably have two more under their belt, um, thinking of 2012 and 2017 when Georgia was definitely the next best team both of those years um, you know that 2012 game especially the SEC championship game in, in Atlanta that in essence was the national championship and everybody knows it because if Georgia had gotten the ball in the end zone from the five yard line right there at the very end then they would have beat Notre Dame just as bad as Alabama did so I know that that one and many other games, heartbreakers have been hard to live with for the dogs, so they get a well-deserved national championship on Monday night. Um, this was the first <laughs> national championship that was competitive really since the last time Alabama and Georgia played. I went over this a couple weeks ago, but we've had a pretty crappy run of non-competitive national title games the past few years with Alabama beating Ohio State in a landslide, LSU-Clemson wasn't very close, and Clemson annihilating Bama three years ago. All of those, unless you had a rooting interest, you know, for or against one of the teams, weren't really great games to watch for the neutral fan. So this one definitely was as... It was a pretty slow game. People were breaking out the 2011 BCS national title game jokes with Alabama LSU where it was only field goals until Trent Richardson ran in a touchdown with a few minutes left in the fourth quarter. This game was pretty similar as Alabama led 9-6 at halftime. But in the second half and especially the fourth quarter, things kind of opened up. Both teams, um, especially Alabama, hit a bunch of big plays throughout the course of the whole game. But, you know, the I think the big story to look back on was how Georgia's defense was just so stout in the red zone. And, um, 
you know, they, they held Alabama to field goals every single trip into the red zone except for one um, on the Law 2 touchdown. So Stetson Bennett, after the big fumble in the fourth quarter where it looked like, you know, that was one of the craziest plays all season, I think. But it looks like, okay, here we go again. Alabama was able to take the lead. That's when they got their first touchdown after the fumble and recovery there um, inside Alabama's red zone. But um, Stetson Bennett came back. They were aggressive. Georgia was on the next drive as they needed to be. Um, we've seen them kind of go into a shell a lot of the times, and Stetson Bennett looked shaky when he had to come back from behind. But he threw a lot of great passes, took advantage of Alabama's young cornerbacks, and found a way to make the passes he needed to to win the game. He was uh, understandably super emotional after the game as he's been through just a crazy career arc and you know he was a walk-on Georgia fan his whole life so uh, even though I didn't like the outcome personally um, hard not to be happy for him to overcome all the adversity and doubt that he was faced with all season Um, it's crazy that Georgia's been the state as a whole has been you know the kind of butt of jokes across the whole nation for the sports teams just blowing it and it you know after all these years of Georgia having really good teams the Bulldogs specifically and the Braves having really good teams and you can even throw the Falcons into the mix the Braves and Dogs won both of their titles within you know just a little over a couple months of each other after the Braves hadn't won since 95 I believe and Georgia obviously 1980 so Quite the time to be a a state of Georgia sports fan, as they've been on a tremendous run. Um, I saw a tweet just kind of thinking about SEC dominance and, you know, on the national level with the playoffs and back to the BCS national championship games for the past 15 or so years. It's been really an an unbelievable run, um, obviously, for a long time in college football, we didn't have a traditional standalone national championship game like we do now. It was just, you know, the number one team would go play in their big bowl game, whether it was the sugar, the rose, the orange, whatever. And if they could win that and remain at number one, then they were crowned national champions. Um, but ever since we've had the the BCS and playoff implemented, um, you know, or not ever since the BCS, but once we got to the, the mid-2000s, once USC kind of went downhill, the SEC is just absolutely terrorized the, the rest of the nation. Clint Lamb tweeted, he's an Alabama reporter, since 2006, five different SEC programs have won at least one national title. Alabama with six, Florida with two, LSU with two, Auburn with one, and Georgia with one. Five different teams and have won it, and uh, the SEC has won it 12 of the last 16 years. And in only one championship game over the, the course of those last 16 seasons was an SEC team not featured in the game, which was that 2000. 14 Oregon versus Ohio State ball game when Ohio State knocked Alabama out of the playoff um, in the semifinal Sugar Bowl game. 
so that's a just a crazy run and i know i'm preaching to the choir here as my listenership is probably all sec fans um but of course you got the griping and the you know the the media and everything saying like oh we don't want to see a rematch of the sec title game but it was pretty clear after watching the semifinals and watching the championship game that these were the clear two best teams in the country. So I hope all of the SEC doubters or haters or whatever you want to want to call them, um, you know, at least kind of shut their mouth about that because it was a it was a great game. The final score, you know, with the pick six at the very end, it made it look like it wasn't as close as it really was. But with a minute left, you know, Alabama was at midfield trying to drive it down and tie it up. So it, it was a very entertaining game for the fans of those two teams and I think everybody who who was bothered to watch the game. So, um, you know, it's just nice to have a competitive title game, even if my team did lose in pretty heartbreaking fashion. But, you know, Georgia – they were obviously the best team from start to finish this year. Their defense was very, very good. Um, they, you know, the looking back on it, playing Alabama and losing in the way that they did in the SEC championship really probably helped that team in the long run. Um, you know, Alabama teams always seem to play better after they lose a game in the regular season than usually they kind of go on the on a run the rest of the season with a fury and Georgia definitely did that. They clearly had a chip on their shoulder and something to prove after getting kind of embarrassed by Alabama and Atlanta. You saw their D line and their front seven get a lot more pressure on Bryce young. I thought he played tremendously well. Um, you know, tough luck with the receivers, but when you play 15 football games in a season, you know, <laughs> people get hurt and it sucks to see a guy like, Jamison Williams go down on the biggest stage like he did, but that's just how it goes. And, you know, in order to win a title, you often have to get lucky. You know, every title team experiences a little bit luck at some point over the run. And even though Georgia kicked almost everyone's ass all season, you know, there's definitely a little bit of injury luck just to not have a bunch of key players injured in your 15th game so they were able to hold up and uh keep you know basically all their guys in there I know Pickens was out all season and that would have definitely made them even more dominant if he had been there the whole game he had that one huge catch in the first quarter then didn't do too too much else uh for the rest of the game but Georgia didn't need him to put up a bunch of points um, which they did, even though he wasn't, you know, still kind of still wasn't at the level where I think people were hoping he would be after he returned about a month and a half ago. But, um, yeah, the defense, they turned it on. They, they clearly came out with a chip on their shoulder. You heard a lot of the storylines before the game, how they were really ramping up the conditioning and everything. And it showed, um, they started to look a little bit gassed when Alabama was, getting a successful drive there, running the ball mostly in the fourth quarter. But, you know, it was just a bend-don't-break thing. And, you know, if you can if you can hold your opponent to field goals the whole time in the national championship game, then you're probably going to win. So they, uh, they played well. Um, touching on Bryce, he, you know, he, <laughs> he had a tough card this game. And his stat line isn't going to reflect how well – 
He played. Um, he had. He was getting pressured the whole game. I don't even know how many times he got knocked down. You know, as he was passing the ball, and he was still able to, you know, make winning passes. And this loss is definitely not on him. He uh, he threw a lot of great balls that hit the young, less experienced receivers in the hands, and they just they just weren't ready. They couldn't step up to the occasion. They had trouble getting you know separation like. Uh, Alabama's better receivers probably would have, but you know, I mean, if the ball hits you in the hands and you're a scholarship player in the college football playoff, you got to make the catch. It doesn't matter how, how much or how little you've played all season. So, um, but yeah, I mean, Georgia's, Georgia's secondary was able to really play a lot more confidently with, you know, Bryce having a lot less time. You didn't really see him being able to scramble around and take his time in the backfield, Really at all, um, when he was, you know, Georgia's so fast, um, they would chase him down in a hurry and he'd still have to make a bad pass even if it looked like he was starting to get a little space. So credit to Georgia's defense. They they lived up to the bill uh, against the Heisman Trophy winner in his offense um, on Monday night when it mattered the most. So, you know, Kirby, happy to see him. You see so many guys get hired at their alumni uh, or their alma mater, uh, sorry. Um, and usually it's a nice story when they get hired, but oftentimes it just doesn't work out. But there's no telling, you know, I'm sure probably next to Sets and Bennett, Kirby's probably the happiest guy on the face of the earth to be able to finally bring the long sought after title back to Athens. So Georgia going forward, you know, I mean, they've had stacked recruiting class after stacked recruiting class ever since Kirby's got there. So they're losing a lot of talent on that defense. I mean, I think, you know, basically all of those guys will will go pro and several of them first rounders. I think the ESPN broadcast last night showed three of those Georgia defenders were projected to go in the first round. So they'll definitely, you know, take a step back. But how could you not after having a unit like that all season? Um, but you know, they, they've much like Alabama, they've got the talent to just, you know, reload and replace. So they'll, uh, they'll be back and they'll be still a very, very good team. Uh, next year I saw some website. Oh yeah. DraftKings released the college football 2022 season futures already for the championship winner. Alabama's the favorite at plus 225 and Georgia's right behind them at plus 275. Excuse me. Um, so they're basically neck and neck, you know, more or less tied as favorites going into the champion, or the 22 season to win the championship again. And the next team is Ohio State at plus 600, so kind of a drop-down odds-wise after Bama and Georgia. Then the next team after that is Clemson at plus 1,200. So that's another pretty big drop. Uh, going into this season, I discussed the the odds and everything in the preseason preview episodes um, quite a bit. And there were, I think, four or five, maybe five or six teams in that um, kind of any, anywhere in between like plus 300 and plus 700, which is where Georgia was before the season as far as their championship odds. So... Uh, It looks like Alabama, Georgia are still expected to be kind of in a league of their own, but there's so much that can change between now and then with, you know, transfers and 
uh, NFL draft, uh, guys, you know, deciding to stay or go for an extra season. Um, so these odds will definitely change a lot by the time we get around to September, but interesting to look at from the super, super long-term view. So yeah, Georgia, they have, you know, it's going to be interesting hearing the quarterback narrative in Athens this off season, because Stetson can return if he wants to. I imagine he probably will, although, you know, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to ride out, go out on top as a winner. Um, but they're going to have a couple guys under him that are still able to compete for the starting job. So it'll be interesting to keep an eye on that, not to cast doubt on Stetson after he just won the national championship um, and, you know, earned every bit of it in that fourth quarter. But just just with the the doubt and everything that surrounded him his whole career you know I wouldn't be surprised if there's some chitter chatter over the summer and into fall camp about you know well well this other guy on Georgia is looking pretty good like what are they going to do and we'll just have to see a lot to a lot to unfold there Alabama um, they're projected to have Two or three first-rounders. I think uh, Evan Neal and Jamison Williams are the two surefire. Both of them will probably go in the top ten. Just saw that Jamison Williams tore his ACL in the game. Uh, That diagnosis just came out a few minutes ago. But it looked like I saw, I don't know if it was Schefter or one of the, um, Mel Kuyper, one of those ESPN NFL guys saying that, um, with the you know surgery in the next few days, he'll be able to make a full recovery, and that shouldn't really affect his draft status at all. So that's that's definitely good to hear, as he should be probably the first receiver taken off the board with that stellar uh, under four three forty speed that he has there. So um, those are the two guys that Alabama is going to lose. I think Jordan Battle, Matt was saying, is maybe a fringe first rounder, but Alabama gets most everybody back. Um, Mechie's going to be gone. He'll probably be a second rounder if I had to guess in the NFL draft, but Bryce is coming back and Will Anderson is coming back. So I think just, you know, (laughs) those two alone, Alabama fans feeling pretty good going into next season already. Um, So, you know, give these young receivers another off season to develop and, get bigger, better, stronger, and I think Alabama's going to be have as good of a chance as anybody to be hoisting up the trophy next year. So I expect the Crimson Tide to definitely be a little more consistent next season, um, probably what we are most of us are kind of more used to. Uh, it is a pretty difficult regular season next year for Bama, but we'll get into that here in six or seven months. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess that's about all I have. Congratulations to Georgia once again on a well, well-earned and deserved national championship. Uh, they were the best team from start to finish all season, and they finally, finally sealed the deal. So Braves won it, Georgia won it. You know what's happening. <laughs> so thanks for listening, everybody. Um, congratulations to Garrett Bulldog also. Once again, I appreciate him coming on three times this year and giving us all the insight. I guess it was a good. Good fitting season to have a Georgia guy as a frequent repeat guest on the pod. Um, he definitely definitely deserves this one. He's been tortured for a long time by these close close losses and big games. So hope Garrett Garrett is still probably enjoying himself. I don't know if he's slept yet. 
But yeah, that's all I got for tonight. Um, I'll be back in a week or two to wrap this whole thing up and uh, send us off into the off season. So thanks everybody. Have a good week.